0: Welcome to
1: the party, pal.
0: All right, and welcome to Yippie Kaye Classic. We've done Nor a couple we've, <laughs> <laughs> we've, done, we've done a couple of uh, showdowns. Now we're going back to the classic, which means one of us brings a film and we deep dive into that film.
2: People were sick of me winning, so I get it. I yeah, totally John get won
0: it. way too many, yeah. so we had to change the format. yeah <laughs> uh, Drew is bringing the show today to this one, but we'll, before we talk about that, we're going to talk about what you watched this week, because we haven't done that in a couple of weeks. Let's start with Sean and Debbie. What did you watch?
3: Well, well we watched um, the new Netflix uh, documentary series, um, Murder Among the Mormons, which oh, I was cool. really excited to see because I remember when the crimes happened and I read the books. It was early in my screenwriting career, and I really thought it'd make a great movie. Watching the documentary, I don't think it would make a good narrative film, but I thought it made a very good documentary. It's about a documents dealer who was like forging all these like incriminating documents about the origins of the Mormon church, and the Mormon church was um, snapping them up to sort of suppress them and all. And um, eventually, the uh, forger got over his head and started blowing people up with bombs in order to cover up wow. his crime. Oh, so wow. it was murder amongst the Mormons in the late 80s. Oh. Good
0: alliteration, too. Is that that's called? Alliteration? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for thanks for acknowledging Wojo and Brad Brojo.
1: Brojo, what did you watch? <laughs>
4: uh, what did we watch? Well, Wandavision. Watch... Oh, we we haven't finished, but we were watching Wandavision. We've
1: gotten through most of it.
0: Don't tell me because I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> what network really is that on?
1: We're really interested. We, Disney we don't, Plus. We don't Disney watch Plus. We're always watching all the Marvel stuff, but it's it's really interesting. It's a really cool concept. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's yeah. Uh, are, you
0: like, what, are you what? How many in are you?
4: I think we're six in? Six? Yeah. Six.
1: yeah, I think there's nine episodes. So we just have in. a
4: couple more.
3: So okay.
4: yeah. Um, And I've been watching the real world reunion. <laughs> I can't <laughs> help it. And then I That's watched the entire first season all over again. And now I'm on the second season. And Brad goes in another room because he does not like that at all. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> not good bad. for you, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched
4: it you. when I was in my early 20s. It, it brings back a lot of memories. I'm not going to watch the whole all the series because it became so formulaic and it became very different from the beginning like they walk in and they'd say oh who's gonna sleep with who this time <laughs> and i'm thinking just just be yourself but they started hiring more people who seemed like characters as opposed to regular people I So think,
5: i think the first the first three series are the really those are the ones like yeah. you know like puck and pedro and like you know all that stuff where people didn't know anybody who was gay, know anybody who had AIDS. And then Pedro was like in your life. And yep. the, the first three, the first three seasons of that show are still something pretty special. So I'm, I'm enjoying that reunion also.
4: Yep. And we're watching um, 30 rock. Yeah. Oh, Oh, you're going to have to spin the wheel for us now. Now yeah, we're becoming true.
0: You guys just they're throwing three up there without even asking permission. to went for it. Very bold. <laughs> yeah. That's good. John, what's the one you've watched this week?
2: Uh, the five things I'm watching this week, uh, in alphabetic, in alphabetical order. Uh, actually, I'm, uh, I'm continuing elementary. I'm on the sixth season out of seven seasons. So I'm really excited about that. But, uh, I don't remember if I talked about this last week, but I finished Division since you guys brought it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I waited till all the episodes dropped. Uh, uh um, no spoilers, but, uh, I was disappointed by the f- finale. I, I thought it was the weakest. Out oh, of the great! I know. Thanks. I'm sorry to say that, but uh, I thought uh, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen were excellent in the mm-hmm. show, and and uh, played played it really well. Because the first few episodes, you have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Really. Yeah, they drop mm-hmm. a couple of things, but you really can't not figure it out. And they did that purposely. But it's it's worth it's worth the watch, even with the weak finale. And it is mm-hmm. setting up uh, Marvel's phase uh, – I think it's phase three, maybe phase four. But it's definitely setting up the other movies. So uh, mm-hmm. I recommend it. I, I, I It was good. It was really good.
0: Oh, okay.
2: And Drew – That's what I'm watching. That's it. Drew, you you said – Oh, we got, we got the wheel
0: ready? Not yet because you had something you wanted to bring up from last week, I guess, and well, then we'll get into – Well,
5: uh, I wanted to say a, 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 a one thing about uh, – from last week um, – First of all, I said that the FX series, what we do in the shadows was uh, three seasons and it just got renewed for the fourth. Um, it's actually been two seasons. It just got renewed for the third. So I hope you guys can forgive me. I, I hate you. are uh, outta I, here. Oh, you know what? I was <laughs> no, wondering why all those
0: complaints were coming in. All right. Yeah. Only, no, only one choice now good
5: view, good viewers good viewers uh, you know they, they deserve our trust right um i also i spoke to my cousin in wellington the medical examiner that i mentioned uh i mm-hmm. would uh, like to see if they're having any vampire crimes i spoke to her yesterday and she said actually if you shoot somebody with a taser it leaves punctures that could absolutely be mistaken for uh, vampire, vampire Bites. Vampire so that, was, that was good to know. Interesting. And then the, the only other thing I'll say before um, I tell you what I watched this week with the wheel, there's a show that was a vampire show that you can now watch on Prime. Uh, I can't believe I didn't mention it last week. It's called Ultraviolet. It stars oh, yeah. Idris Elba and a bunch of other uh, British actors. It's Ooh, from Idris the Alba. late 90s. <laughs> And uh, it's, I think, six episodes or eight episodes. It is just a really spectacular imagining. Um, it's kind of like the John Carpenter's vampires with a church force of people hunting vampires, except it's taken more seriously. And uh, it's on Prime, and it's definitely worth your time. So that's oh, a good one. Wow.
0: All right, right, now we'll one. get to nah, your nah, I want to watch it again. Okay. So now, now Drew's had a lot of time because we took a break from the What'd You Watch. So he's got piles of stuff to talk about. Oh, yeah. But what we do <laughs> is we spin the wheel, give him a, you know, we pick one. He talks for 15, 20 seconds on that. And then we're done. Then he does the second one. And we'll take this one. If you, whatever one wins or spins, I'll take that off so we don't hit it again. We don't want that, that, Thing that happened that happened the last time. So
5: Right. I still do think you should watch the Bee Gees documentary. It was very okay. good.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Stand by. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. We, well, just uh, we, just, I think right. we just talked about it. All right, we already that, talked we? about it, so now we don't have to talk about it. Well, that'll, that. that'll
5: save you. <laughs> that'll save you some time. Uh, it's it's good. It's <laughs> worth watching. But what's what's um, what's weird about it is that they're only together for a week um, yeah. of filming, I think. And yeah. one of the guys, uh, Eric Nyes from the original show, he actually can't be there because he got a positive COVID test. So it's it's weird how it's just wow. still as contemporary yeah. as possible. But it's definitely worth checking out, especially if you're old
0: like us and you remember and enjoyed the first uh, <laughs> time it was on. All right, well, I can't see it on my list, so if it hits again, I'll spin again, all right? So- well, I'll talk about it more. <laughs> Keep talking.
3: There's too many things on there. There's only 32
0: choices. It's fine.
3: Jesus it.
1: God. I don't know if I've watched that much in my life. Ah, oh,
5: okay.
3: All right.
5: So this was – I watched a trilogy of uh, FBI movies uh, that uh, involved another member of the podcast uh, named Sean Paul Murphy, and this was the one uh, – they're all based on true stories or to, to help people prepare for real events. And this was a, uh, a short film about – it's available on YouTube – about um, a, a young man who was essentially seduced um, into spying for the Chinese to steal industrial secrets and he got caught and he got arrested. That's not spoilers. It's just what happened. And, uh, <laughs> and I dug it and I dug it. And it's nice when you watch something that somebody that, you know, made and you go, this is, this is good storytelling. It's well done. So, uh, I, uh, I recommend that you check out any of Sean's FBI films. They're all on YouTube.
3: No, very good. Yes. I will uh, say the guy, Glenn Duffy Shriver, idiot. Oh yeah. total moron. D- d- and, um, we struggled to make him seem nicer and more appealing than he wasn't realized. <laughs> yeah. a a creative foolish. license. It's good well, when it stays within the we, podcast creative thing. license. We kept it pretty close, but I do want to say one thing about it. It's hilarious. So there's a guy that's caught and arrested and sent to federal prison for espionage. He's a college <coughs> student. He gets a, a master's degree in international business. And he's like, yeah, you know, in the, in our interview with him, he's like, yeah, I'm planning to get out and get a job in international business. Everybody's like looking at each other. It's like, no one is going to hire you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the <laughs> part of the application where you fill out, have you ever been arrested? And, 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 he, and, he, and, and for operation? what? Yeah. And he was also like, um, yeah, and I guess he saw so, so everyone looking around. He's like, well, you know, I guess because he was in prison in Michigan. He's from Michigan. He goes, well, I guess I probably won't be able to get a job in Michigan. <laughs> like, internet, internet, you know, yeah. people are going to find out. I assume
5: he
0: would move to China then. I mean,
3: more about it, but China
0: will give him a job. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, <clears throat> I was in a bit of a quandary because this brings up the whole. I, I, I was watching on HBO Max, the Allen versus Pharaoh documentary series. Ooh,
3: uh. okay.
0: And I really reached a point where. I just can't even look at a Woody Allen film anymore. And I feel I feel really conflicted. Um, wow. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but the, the documentary series, I mean, it's it definitely is in Mia, Mia Farrow's perspective. Uh, Woody Allen, the only interviews they did with him was from his they weren't even interviews. They were clips from his book that he he wrote and he actually narrated his book. Um, And it's pretty powerful and uh it just it really made me try to figure out the whole separate the artist from the art, and I have to say, I can't separate the artist from the art based on what I watched in this documentary and what he got away with in the nineties i you know and i and i and I believe I believe uh Dylan Farrow's account of what happened, and everybody, even the prosecutor who wouldn't prosecute because he didn't want to put up on the stand, believes it happened. all the police believed it happened. And it's just because Woody Allen was so powerful and had such a good PR thing behind him that it just got buried and buried and buried. And, and, you know, you couple that with him marrying Soon-Yi and all that stuff that went on beyond that. And it's just really powerful. And I don't know if I can watch another Woody Allen film, not a new one, not even new ones. He's not the new ones he's putting out are, are going out in Europe. They don't even, they don't even play here anymore. Um, it's i don't know what you how you guys feel about that but it's uh, pretty powerful and uh, it's i'm i'm kind of confused because i love the old and this is a thing you fall you know you love somebody for his art and the guy turns out to be a total shit potentially and you know how do you separate that anyway so that was my quandary that's a tough call yeah it's a are good are you asking
4: good, for a comment on it or now
0: yeah go ahead throw it out there um
4: i haven't seen it yet but i understand what you mean in that when the stuff came out about kevin spacey Um, I loved Kevin Spacey. I mean, he was one of my, in my top 10 favorite actors. I found that I can watch his older stuff. I can watch American beauty. I can watch, um, I could watch the usual suspects, you know, I can't watch house of cards anymore. (laughs) And part of that is because he put out those weird videos when the whole brouhaha was kind of starting you know, um, portraying supposedly his character from there. And that just creeped me out. And I just and I loved House of Cards. I just really loved that show. I thought it was so well done. And it's it's hard for me to separate that. I, I can't, you know, I, I I just I get I get all skeezed out for lack of a better.
0: Well, what's right. happened with Woody Allen is the younger actors are now kind of who didn't have the history that, we, you know, Diane Keaton's going to support mm-hmm. him till the day she dies because he, cre- you know, he made her career with Annie Hall. Um, but, and Alec Baldwin's a big supporter. You know, there's a lot of people who stuck with him, but all these younger people mm-hmm. gave up salaries and decided they don't want to work with him anymore. They don't have the history that these other people had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's very, it you know, conflict- to be
4: such It used to be such a, a great thing for for actors to say, I was in a Woody Allen movie. I'm in the a guy, Woody Allen you know, movie. That's the no. thing about
0: genius, right? I mean, and they, they brought up other artists and other geniuses who have, who had issues, this painter who was abusive. You know, you just, they started. And, and Roman Polanski
2: got a standing ovation at the Oscars. Right. And he, mm-hmm. he, he, he drugged her and raped right. a 14-year-old. Uh, and girl. it's, again, how so. do you
0: separate that? You know, Chinatown's a fantastic film. It's one I love. And, you know, and the Woody Allen really made me sad because, you know, Annie Hall, uh, the the uh, played again, Sam Sleeper, all those films you remember as a kid. Just it's now you got to. It, it's hard to, but but it's what powerful. Manhattan it's Manhattan
3: again in this context. Yeah, What's right. That? Manhattan. Yeah, right. You we can't watch We're that. You can't watch that one again.
0: Well, I don't even know. He dated a he dated a teenager back in when he was making Manhattan. He actually, that's based on a teenager he dated. So I mean, but I think again, to Wojo's
2: point, like you can watch, I can watch old Woody Allen stuff. But pre this kind I, of creepy stuff he was doing and you kind of compre- compartmentalize pre and post. I mean, it's, it, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's kind of a way to justify it in your head. It's still creepy. Kevin Spacey I love, but like when we, when we, de- when we did LA confidential, uh, that's, a, that's a, what I was thinking about the whole time with his mm-hmm. character. I, I, I'm like, this is, I know weird. it's very difficult, and it was new yeah. then too. Yeah, but I, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I used to
0: feel the same way before and after. But after watching this, I'm like, I can't even look at any hall anymore. Yeah, maybe I can't do, it. Maybe I, just can't do it. maybe I shouldn't. And see, watch but
5: it. The other problem is that there is no, in reality, there is no pre and post. There is you know? no exactly. Kevin right. Spacey, he was, no. Kevin Spacey was doing that for 30 years, right? Right, like, right. I guess. When we found a out about it, that's the hard
0: part, yeah. When it came that's out in the open, I guess that's all right. Why, so let's go know.
3: to now. Well, let's. This is tough, but let's you go know, to a light. I one, one thing. I, how I justified justified not to. Ju- I'm much like everyone else that I like watch early Roman Polanski, not late Roman Polanski, and all. But you know, it was a real quandary. We discussed this in early episodes when Me Too was really out there. It's like you. Can't, I just can't bring myself to say, well, I'm not going to watch Rosemary's Baby because it's sort of like then I'm diminishing Mia Farrow's work. Right. And like, I love that. that. Well, that's that's the other conundrum you have is like, what about the
1: other people who were in the movie who didn't have this issue? What about about everyone else who made it? Exactly.
4: And for example, one of my all-time favorite TV series is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. All that stuff came out recently about Joss Whedon. Yeah. I will still watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but I said to Brad, I will never watch his commentary again. Yeah. I don't care why he did what he did. You know, I I just I'm I'm too uncomfortable yeah. because it was you know when all those people <clears throat> from the cast come out, it's just tough. It's yeah. you know,
2: yeah. Well, and then he still is...
4: hasn't said anything, which is so bizarre in the world of 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 PR for this kind of thing. I mean,
2: well, he probably fears if he does, more people are going to come out against him. Yeah, I'm sure.
4: Probably.
0: Well, this well, that's a good like segue, said, Ralph,
2: in a Drew's movie. I was going to say, no, let's go actually, from this, this is tough is to actually.
0: let's go to a light film. So uh, <laughs> it's <a> nice light, <laughs> it's so, light so, Drew. mood. Drew, why don't you tell us what the film is that you uh, brought to the table?
5: Okay. Well, the film is uh, from 2017. It's interesting that you mentioned the uh, Alan V. Farrow documentary, and then we just had that discussion because those issues are – on the face of it obviously related to stuff that the movie is about but also the story of the movie uh, is related to that as well and we'll talk about that later but it, it's essentially um, a thriller uh, a mystery set in and around the Wind River uh, Native American Reservation in Wyoming and um, it, it's uh, a really spectacular movie a really challenging movie and if you want to roll the trailer yeah, let's, uh, again
0: a what's the name of the film you didn't mention the name is question.
5: called Wind River written and directed <laughs> by Taylor Sheridan
2: I need
3: emergency assistance. What's your location? The Wind River Indian Reservation.
6: I'm Jane Banner,
1: FBI. Welcome to Wyoming. You by yourself?
3: It's just me. That's Corey Lambert. This is where we found the body. This is a homicide. I knew that girl. She's a fighter.
6: They have six officers to cover an area the size of Rhode Island. Maybe you can well, help. Only know what the tracks say. What is it that you do again?
2: I hunt predators.
6: So why don't you come hunt one for me then? Why would a teenage girl be out here? What's she running from?
1: You're looking for clues, but you're missing all the signs.
6: Should we wait
1: for backup? This isn't land of backup, Jane. This is a land of your on your own.
4: Oh my god. You won't get the answers you're looking
1: for. No matter what you find.
6: Why would your daughter
4: run from home?
1: I don't know why. You didn't tell me.
6: About here. You cannot blink. Not ever. This place what it takes from us. What it took from you. I got lucky.
2: Luck, lives in the city. Put your
6: hand up that weapon. Hey!
3: I think the trailer gave away too much, but just jumping in on that, I think.
5: No, I think I think it does, but um had had any of you seen uh Wind River before we watched it for this?
3: Yeah. I saw it in person. I've well, been. You've been to
5: Wind River, It's, it's different Wind than, River it's different saw than the, the movie Wind River. Okay, we're, this so, is spoiler yeah. alert
0: territory too, everybody, so because this is fairly yes, set, it, it is spoiler okay. alert territory.
1: So.
5: so I don't know if you've seen uh Taylor Sheridan's other movies. Uh he wrote the screenplays for Sicario. And Hell or High Water, he wrote and directed this movie, and he's the guy behind the Yellowstone television series, which I have not watched yet. But I've heard that it's is a great. growing yeah, it's supposed to be excellent. That is a growing empire. He's got two prequels in development. He has a huge deal with CBS Viacom to do more projects with that. So he's a guy that started as an actor, became a screenwriter, and uh, he he'll tell you he regards Sicario and Hell or High Water and Wind River as a sort of thematic trilogy, and you can see a lot of the, 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 the issues that he addresses and the stories that he tells and a lot of, informa- a lot of um, depictions of uh, fathers that um, have lost their children or uh, have been uh, abandoned by their parents or all these different kind of things. And this movie um, is really, it's, it's so many things at once that really uh, worked for me. Um, I was excited to see it because I liked Sicario and Hell or High Water so much and I was able to see it in the theater. It didn't get, as wide a release or as much of a promotion as it deserved, which we'll talk about later for specific reasons, but it is just really good storytelling. And in a lot of ways, it's really simple storytelling. It, you know, you don't, you don't have to get concerned about what's happening and who these people are and all this other stuff. There's, there's a, there's a mystery and you're in a world that you probably don't know. I haven't spent a lot of time in this world of, of life on a, on a reservation. And so uh, it was really absorbing and a great mystery. And then, um, also, you know, about real world issues, uh, and the way that, th- that people live that most of um, people in America aren't aware of. And that also, I think the desire to do that story, right. And to, to honor the, the, the reality of the way that these people are treated, especially the, the way native American women are treated and how many of them are exploited and go missing and, and are murdered and all that stuff. Um, I think that drove uh, the filmmakers to try to do as as good a job as possible. So I was really, I was really curious to hear your reactions to it because I've been wanting to bring this to the show for a while. Well, well, I I love this movie. Yeah, go ahead, well, Joe.
4: I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, I loved it. I absolutely love this movie. I probably would not watch it again only because it was distressing, and and the story is disturbing. But um, there were parts of it that reminded me of certain. Episodes of the series Longmire. Um, mm-hmm. If you if you saw that, if you didn't, it's fantastic. But just that, how there's tribal police well, on Native American land, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And um, just how these things happen, and no one reports them. And you know, we were talking about, you know, if if, if someone, you know, when when the FBI agent shot the guy who sprayed whatever that was all over them. Um, the, the tribal police officer said, there's no, we, we can't call an ambulance. It'll take them. It's 50 miles. They're never going to get here on time. And to think of that kind of stuff and to think of, uh, this is going to sound, well, I don't know. I'll just say it, but I I think a lot sometimes about how, um, settlers basically stole the land, you know, from Native Americans pushed them in, and now there are these reservations where they're allowed to be, and and they're not. They don't fare well, you know. I I've written about some stuff before. There's a lot of alcoholism. There's a lot of, um, just things like what happened, and and the the um the uh the words that came up afterward at the end of the movie, which I won't say because, man, it's just like a kick in the gut,
3: you know, when Mm -hmm. you
4: find out this stuff is happening and it's, it's like, nobody cares. And it's, it, I I just, I thought it was a good story. I thought it was well told. Um, It introduced me to things that I didn't know about before. And I, I actually liked a movie that someone picked here. I'm (laughs) just as shocked (laughs) as you are. I'm shocked.
1: Brad? Ditto. (laughs) No, I I enjoyed it too. And it was the same thing. I mean, it was, I I give it to me, it was a hard, a hard watch, but it was a, but I enjoyed, but I I wanted to watch it. You know, it wasn't something that I I didn't want to see. And it was, but it it was, it was a very, very good story. It was, it was, I thought, I thought it was well done. It it didn't move super fast, but it didn't, I didn't feel like it was moving slow. It didn't drag. It didn't drag. Um, but it, it was just, you know, it, it scenically. It was really gorgeous. Of course, you know, out, in the, you know, there in you know, big sky country and all that. And, um, but no, I, I enjoyed the story and it was, you know, I, I think about too, that, you know, they sent this FBI agent by herself out in the middle of nowhere. Usually like, I'm thinking you almost always have you know, some kind of backup with you. And she, I, I get it at the beginning, they said, oh, they just sent the person who was closest there, but you would have thought that after a while they would have, you know, had somebody else to come in and help her. And they her. were
4: like, this wasn't a big deal. Like, wow, so they just yeah. sent me. I came from Las Vegas. But and, again, it, it kind of
1: goes to show, you know, it was a Native American woman. It's you kind of to beat that. The point, lack to, of importance. You know, yeah. The, who cares, right? Like people are. <laughs> and it's really, really upsetting and sad.
0: Well, why are the FBI immediately called in for those kind of situations? Because it happened on a reservation?
5: Yes, that's the way that the, the yeah. law set is set up. There's a, a court decision that basically said that, um, the FBI is who has authority. And it, there's all these different rules about how uh, essentially legally a reservation, uh, is, is within the United States, but not part of the United States when it comes to the different that's... law enforcement groups and stuff. So that's why you have tribal police, which you can see in the movie are, are not very well supported. The FBI has this jurisdiction when there's a murder, but this this woman—it's not even—it's—it's it's not even just that she was the closest, which is what their guess is. It's that they don't care, right? And there are some things in the movie that may or may not be quite realistic in terms of things like that. i, I feel confident that if an FBI agent ended up shooting someone, uh, they, there, there them, would
4: be people on the scene. Mm-hmm, I right, would think yeah. would
5: probably be
4: more people
0: in,
5: but <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't feel—it didn't more feel than one person, right? It, it didn't t- t- feel. It didn't feel wrong though, because the whole point is that is that nobody cares about these people. And what what you said, Wojo, about you know the reason that things are like this—it's true. I mean, this country is built on genocide and slavery and blood. And they explicitly say in the movie, these uh, you know this is where the Arapaho people would go when it was warm, and then when the winter came, we would leave, and they never let us leave. And so, you know, you have people that not only lost everything as a as a people, but they continue to lose everything and have nothing and continue to be the lowest priority, which is why nobody knows these kinds of stories.
3: really. Right. But also um, FBI got jurisdiction over this because of abuses in state police organizations. I think there's a big movie coming out about a series of murders in Oklahoma where people were murdering the Indians, you know, people in the state in order to. Win oil rights. I think there's a big movie coming out. A couple people have tried to make it. Is that uh, the
5: killers of the flower moon? Yeah, I
3: think. Yeah, that's going to maybe be a Scorsese movie. Yeah, that's. Yeah, so I mean, there's there's a a lot of history of that, but they would send two agents. Right. They would would have sent two agents. Don't you
0: think, as a movie trope, I hate John, we all hate the trope, but they bring the the young woman who's going to, you know, and she's there to protect the woman. It's a movie trope, but it worked. John, you you see, John Jeremy
3: has a. If you brought, yeah. if you brought another guy with her,
0: John, what did you think? Who me? John,
3: John. I uh, can't hear muted. you, John. <laughs>
0: it's okay. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. Okay, I'll jump in <laughs> while you're figuring that out. This reminded me a lot of, not reminded me, but Thunderheart. You ever seen
3: Thunderheart? Yeah, I was thinking of that one, too.
0: With Val, Val Kilmer, Kilmer one. right? It yeah. takes place on a reservation. And the same thing, you learn what these people have to live with and how, I mean, part of the thing in this film was the two young guys who, the line is, they're going to either go to jail or go to drugs or whatever. There's nothing for these guys to live for.
4: Right. They right. completely
0: beaten down. And that came through in Thunderheart as well. And you know you don't want these films. I can't stand the white savior that comes in and does all this because Val Kilmer in in Thunderheart at least Val Kilmer had a he had uh, you know he had some reasoning for what was going on in his brain and what was going on in that film. Uh, he was a descendant, I think, a direct descendant of someone from Wounded Knee, I think, in that film. Best. There you go. And again, the, the okay. filmmaker in that him. one was very concerned about um, Native Americans, how they were being treated throughout the country, past and present and and what's gonna happen in the future. So I kept I, I I got that Thunder uh Thunderheart vibe in this one. But still, Tyler, Tyler Sheridan, the scene he did in Sicario, now I don't think he directed Sicario, he wrote Sicario, right?
5: Right. That was Denny Villeneuve that did okay. uh that But directed. the
0: tension that he builds in this one with that scene outside the R V just and the tension in the scene in the the, the car chase scene that wasn't a car chase scene. It was at the Mexican border where everybody's in traffic, and the tension Sicario, they built, yeah. right? In Sicario, with that, I mean, and, and Thanks, Helen, for a has second, its own. I
4: thought I don't remember a car chase scene. Remember that <laughs> in Mexico? No, you know, <laughs> <cars>
0: that's <laughs> why I use the air quotes. It wasn't. It was <laughs> in <arresting laughs> traffic. But anyway, I'll, I'll talk. We can get into that more, John. What you, you're back on? What did you think?
2: Yeah, uh, so I like this movie. Um, I like movies that take you to a place you haven't seen before. And the Wyoming scenery was, you know, something I haven't really seen before. The Indian Reservation I've seen before and a couple of other movies. Um, the whole, look, my I did have some issues with it. I liked, I thought Jerry, Jerry, Jeremy Renner was great. I, I thought Elizabeth Olsen was good. I also thought Graham Greene was really good in this. I thought the performances were really solid. I had a couple of issues with the movie. Uh, the you know the scene where they first meet those three guys who have nothing to do with this, but they're going to shoot an FBI agent, uh, that didn't ring true with me. I, I, it escalated too quickly. I thought that ending scene, which I agree with you, Ralph, the tension was palpable the way they played it. But it, it seemed to me the solving of the crime and their guilt about it happened, you know, cause, cause he slipped and said something that she caught, but that, it didn't ring true. And the other thing that really bothered me about that entire scene was that, you know, you meet two, or I think it was two police officers that they bring on who die in this and you're supposed to care. And you've, you've only known them for five minutes. And what really bothered me was no, no, reaction to graham green getting killed so he's there throughout the whole movie he gets shot in that thing and not one word about him nothing instead there's a scene where he's in the hospital bed telling her how strong she is because she's the one who survived well she survived because he was sniping everybody so i didn't like that i didn't like that uh, that i did like the ending with the bad guy uh, yeah, the way they handled was... that. I thought yeah. that was really yeah, that was... well well yeah. done. But my other issue, and I do like this movie, so I want to make sure I'm clear on that. I really did enjoy it. I didn't like, I get the whole thing, white people are bad and they treat the Indians bad. But the cartoon villains, those guys, were one-dimensional bad guys, right? With no nuance, even a little nuance. Like the like the, they Beating up their friend because they won't let them, he won't let them rape the girl. So they beat him to a pulp. To me, it was just too. Well, let me ask it you was this way let's, too one dimensional as far as this, I was concerned. I didn't like that.
0: I want to jump yeah. in. Let me jump in real quick about that. Cause I thought about that too. Cause there's a line when that guy is re meeting his demise, right? We've just been through a year of COVID, right? And, and our brains definitely got affected and changed by, by being in your home and having to stay in a house for a year, the way we have, we're doing things, mm-hmm. things. so that guy at the end says, you know, I'm stuck in Wyoming. I'm not justifying what they did. I'm kind of justifying what the, because everything he was doing in this film, I'm talking about the director and the writer, the writer director was just beating you, you know, right. It's just obvious what was going on. Right. Right. So yes, these are all, she was a caricature the fbi the you know the young female fbi agent you know kind of a rookie but even her have the they snowsuit. gave a little
2: nuance too i mean it was so black hat it was just it was just too much for but, me but she That's was what so I white hat i mean she, and
0: jeremy renner
2: was you know the you know the i liked him i thought he and, was
0: great no, in this i all, really listen, thought he was great and graham green has a connection to thunderheart too He's yeah in that one as well yeah um i like anyway
5: well, I wish, so yeah. i i wish i wish that um i wish that John, what you said about the way these men are portrayed, the villains essentially are portrayed in the movie, that it's, it's too one note. It's too unrealistic. Unfortunately, it's actually very realistic because, you know, when they were shooting this movie, they, the, the filmmakers, they were there for about 40 days shooting the movie and they learned casually, Oh, yeah, there's 12 women that are missing right now. And the problem is that it's, um, that what those, those installations are called man camps. They're literally called man camps, and those guys are security, uh, private security. They're mercenaries. They're brought there to protect the oil rigs and protect the oil facilities and whatever else they're doing. And some of the stuff that um, that those men say uh, is is right in line with what with what you know they really do. Like I think when. Um, the the first guy who Jeremy Renner snipes I don't I don't remember the character's name but the first guy he he's got Elizabeth Olsen on the ground and he's got his pistol on her and he says women are spunky around here and it's like he doesn't see these people as people it doesn't matter to him so th- that's what happens that's why these women uh, are murdered and uh, and raped and disappear and they don't even keep track of the numbers as we learn and. Taylor Sheridan has said in interviews and stuff that he's, he actually tried, he had researchers try to find out, I want to end the movie with a a number that says this many people go missing. And he found out that nobody really keeps those numbers. So uh, it uh it does feel almost like these villains are really bad villains, except that that's really what happens and that these men are isolated and they get angry. And the, the idea that they would be so drunk and desperate that they would do such things that are so violent, is completely plausible unfortunately and these yeah, women but, are the but victims that's of it.
0: again it's in the context of this film i mean it's it's like any stereotype it's like they picked not one of those guys in that in that rv except for the boyfriend of the woman who gets raped and attacked is a good guy not not one of them is going to stop that that's what that's i mean that's where i think the character comes and i agree that yes he's trying to make a point and he's trying to show it but in the context of the film everything is so black and white, like, you know, right. Like Sean was saying, it should have been two FBI agents, not a single, you know, uh, inexperienced person who's never been in the, you know, didn't even have a snowsuit in the car, all that stuff that she went (laughs) through. Um, But I'm not saying that as a negative. I'm not trying to, I I love the film. I'm not even going to deny that I love the film. I just think that let's be honest. He's, he's, he's definitely trying to make a point and he made it very well and deservedly. So it needed to be made. And yeah, I mean, this is how evil you have that he portrays it, the evil that he portrays in the movie. It, is that evil? It
5: right. is. It does it is really not. But I just evil. think it is that it's, real, it's so,
0: concentrated yeah. in this everything. Well, that scene is concentrated. I mean, the fact that she stands in front of that door. I don't think an FBI agent would stand directly in front of a door. Well,
2: especially after the guy said uh, there's an FBI agent in front of your door. Well, That's
0: when Graham right. Greene realized what was
2: going on. They <laughs> no, figured Graham out Graham Greene realized was- it because Jerry ran or radioed him. Right. That's when he right. realized it. Get away from right. the door. So that's you
0: know. So I'm saying everybody. It's a cliche everywhere, but it's, yeah, it's not.
2: It's not in effect. I want to hear
0: from Deb.
6: Well, I like the movie. I like the quietness of it. I like the scenery. Yeah. I like the coldness. You could feel the cold. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a, a movie um, that is very you know very. It shows the coldness of your of some people's hearts you know that they would they would do such a thing to a beautiful girl and uh, jeremy runner's uh daughter i guess is, was friends with this uh woman this other girl that was uh you know running away from these bad dudes but uh we we were out in wyoming and it is desolate i mean there you drive miles to go somewhere you know miles and miles and I think when you get out there and you think about the early days of, you know, the pioneers when they went there, look what they were facing. You know, just like the Indians uh, as well, Native Americans, they're out there and uh, you're dealing with, you know, cold, cold weather.
3: And when it's cold out there, it's really cold. I think well, they, that's this, how their lungs exploded from the cold. I never.
6: Yeah, it just before. it's just, uh, you know, life and yeah. death is is just. And if you get caught out there, say you run out of fuel or food or, you know, there's a blizzard, you're, you got, uh, you know, nobody really. So those things in your mind, I think those, uh, we saw the drugs there too. Um, So that, you know, coupled with the fact that they they can get away with it. So I think this is uh, one example of what could happen, you know, when you're an isolated space place. And it's God's country. That's what I always say. And then Sean says this.
3: And he can keep it. <laughs>
0: well, the other underlying thing of this film is the grief. The grief. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, it mm-hmm. starts with that, that very first scene. You kind of sense something was going on there. I didn't quite figure it out until later that he had a daughter that, I mean, they they explain it, but that that wife seemed too young to have a daughter that would be old. I don't know. There was something disconcer- dis. That's but really I love good. the
6: relationship between Jeremy Renner and the other, uh, the daughter's uh, father.
0: They that's that's I wanted to say that last scene, yeah.
6: you know, the loss of a child. You know, when you lose somebody like that, it's like the, what goes on between men and how men relate to each other. You know, women will talk about it, you know, but men just sort of sit with well, each other. That scene know,
0: where he meets the FBI, I'm talking about. The father you're talking about, the Native American yes. father, is yes. all tough in front of the FBI agent. As soon as Jeremy Renner's character walks up, you hear him wailing on the porch. I mean, he, right. he let mm-hmm. it out. I mean, because he, uh, he knew what Jeremy Renner went through or his character went through with his daughter. And dogs. same
6: with the, the mother. You know, she yes. was, was in the well, room. I didn't
0: realize those were her clothes that she put on that woman.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I realized that because oh. it looked very similar to what she the was, it looked like the same color as what I the girl was wearing. Really was. Right. No, those are her clothes. Hang on, yeah. you're,
5: you're, you're, let's make, let's be clear. The Martin, that's Gil Birmingham. He's the father that you were just talking about. Right. His wife was the one who was in the bedroom cutting herself. Right, cutting yeah. But right. Jeremy Renner, Jeremy Renner's um, mother, ex mother in law, gives his daughter's clothes.
4: Right to right. Elizabeth
5: Olsen, which is right. why she says, "I need them back." See that—that's yeah. the thing. You, you said this movie is about grief. Uh, the way that <sighs> the story is told in this movie, beautiful. It's, it's just good, solid writing because yes, uh, it, you know, you tend to use this phrase when you, you talk about—I don't know—Lord of the Rings or something. But the world building in this movie. Uh, it's it's very um, it's very subtle and it's very smart and you, there's no part of the movie where anybody says you know I am affected by the fact that I found this uh, dead woman because my daughter also <laughs> died in the same like, yeah. movies will well, tell you that and I, that's I love not the entirely fact fair I like that's it not, too they, you know they gradually no no no, no I'm saying yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Gradu- that's no, right no, what okay. I'm saying is Except- I like the, I like the way that they that they did that because it made it more relatable it made it gave Jeremy Renner a mission because he knows and he says explicitly later. In the movie, when he tells Elizabeth Olsen what happened the night that his daughter vanished uh, and turned up dead, uh, will never know what happened. Right, and yeah. it was his guilt uh, for letting case, it happen. It was his guilt yeah, and uh, it's right. the one time I Alfie, let my listen, guard I, down, which isn't which isn't listen, really fair, but that's how people. Uh, that's, that's what how grief does yeah. to them. But that's yeah. how you feel. If
0: mm-hmm. yeah. You. Yeah. But don't don't yeah. don't pretend like they didn't explicitly show. There's that one scene where Elizabeth Olsen has to go into that. The wife of the woman, the guy you're talking about, to see her cutting herself, right, to show how painful it was, and Elizabeth Olsen now goes, "Oh my God, I didn't realize," you know. So he's doing things kind of, well, it's a movie. What's that? Well,
5: she's the outsider. She's the movie, you know? I know. Jeremy it's, Renner. Okay, Jeremy but, Renner mean, is a white man, but he's not. Let's the outsider not, But to but the we're saying one thing. We're saying
0: he's, thing, we're saying he's so. being right. subtle, but he's not being subtle. I mean, it's it's it is. It's a film, so they got the the lone FBI agent come in, who's a young woman who is gonna you know anyway again i loved it so i'm not even complaining i'm just well, what did well, you
5: guys think what did you guys think about the i mean it's well, me a clear. very specific storytelling choice in the movie because uh when first when when they you get to the final sequence in the man camp uh you first have the scene where the the contractors and the policemen draw on each other
2: you're flanking is, me you're
5: flanking yeah, yeah which is very yeah. is very intense and very upsetting yeah, and then yeah. and then it diffuses but it, it's like, well, we're not pointing guns at each other anymore, but there's real danger here. Yeah, and then you yeah. get to the point where um, the FBI agent is knocking on the door, and it's a, it's an amazing edit. It's an amazing storytelling choice. Uh, she knocks on the door, and the door opens, and suddenly you realize you're back in time to the night that Natalie yeah. was murdered. Okay. That, and was that was that was a big risk because it, you know it, it kind of it could take you that could out have of really
4: it. Really sucked. That could have right, and it him. was really it was
5: amazing and because it, John Bernthal. I didn't even know he was in the movie. I think he's a wonderful actor. And you have that warmth, that quiet moment where they're together. They 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 clearly love each other. They're talking about escaping to Ojai, and then it just gets completely destroyed by these men coming back and beating him to death and raping her. And then she ends up in the snow, which is where she was found dead at the beginning of the movie, and. And then you cut back, like literally she opens the door to run away. And then it cuts back to Elizabeth Olsen's character standing outside. And it totally works because then the gunfight, it's not some big, fancy, you know, cool looking gunfight or anything. I mean, it is just fast and brutal and mm-hmm. it, it, guys are murdering each other. And I, th- there's little moments in it, like the the contractor that shoots the, the cop that's on the ground and they're reloading their guns at the same time. And the cop says, "Okay, let's go." And he they start shooting at each other. And the the contractor has a vest on, so he ends up on his knees and he just kind of gently taps the, the guy he just killed on the chest, like, "Okay, this this is over." It's just the casual nature of the violence in the movie, which again is very real because that's how these people are treated. Well, but it's like just, even
0: it's John, so, it's so intense. Yeah. And but, well, but
3: but but go ahead, Sean. Well, a couple things. Um, one thing I do want to say how what I felt about this because as I mentioned earlier, I into the reservation, I used to take like and during the 80s. You know, I was single and I would go on these like solo vacations, be like an $800 vacation. I would just drive west until I spent $400, and you hotel's only like $20 a night. So I would <laughs> drive until I spent $400 aimlessly and then come back when I spent <laughs> but, um, three miles from home, down to three bucks. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, also, in Thunderheart, you're talking about Thunderheart. What that first trip where I was in Wind River. Also, I, I go into this hotel. It's late, and the guy's like, "Do you want the Val Kilmer room?" And I go, into <laughs> Val Kil- "The Val Kilmer." The hotel looks familiar to me. And he goes, "I go," and he goes from Thunderheart. I go, "Did he stay here?" He goes, "No, this is where the character lived." Do you want that? Oh
4: wow. And of course you were like, Yes.
3: (laughs) Yes. I want the Val Kilmer room. There wasn't much demand. I think I was the only person at that. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, you could tell, you drive west, there's these lush, you know, like things where it's grass as far as you could see. But every once in a while you'll get somewhere where it's stone and rock and maybe like three pieces of grass. And then, you know, you're on an Indian reservation, you know, and, um, when you see it's like anytime you see land where it's like there's you could not make a living off of that's when you're on the reservation. And Wind River was a very big reservation and I was always very cautious when I was on the um, reservations because you're not in America anymore. You know, if you get a speeding ticket, you know, it isn't like, you know, there's nowhere to appeal, you know, so, but it, it, they were so depressing. And later when, um, you know, I didn't realize I'd been in Wind River until I saw the thing that said Lander, and then I jumped in here and looked. you know, like, yeah, that that's the big reservation right before Lander if you're coming down from like Yellowstone, and um, it's a, yeah, it's very long. And you know, I did stop a couple places there, but it was very depressing. And years later, when we were driving our daughter to um, to California for college, and she kept wanting to go on a reservation, and I'm like, she wanted to see one, and I'm like, yeah, you don't really want to see one. It's it's so depressing, and there's like all those reservations down by Gallup, New Mexico. Too. Okay, so
0: but how does that
3: relate to the film? What does that do no, for, it, for the I'm film? I'm just saying that's what put me in the mindset for this film. Is that okay. um, I really, you know, I really, really appreciated it, and I I really liked this film. I think um, Sheridan's a great writer. I think his his work has has been fabulous. And I do want to see Yellowstone, but I I think he does, you know. It really captures that sense of depression. And I mean, I, how many hours was I in this reservation? 12 hours? I got depressed. I can understand how you'd be if you lived there. And, um, you know, so I, I understand that. Um, I have a, a lot of similar problems as John. You know, first thing, as Drew thankfully put out, thanks for liking my film, because I've done a lot of work with the FBI, and I would find it extremely hard to believe that they would send an agent out on a homicide investigation by yourself. You know, I just find that extremely hard to believe. I mean, it's it's a movie, though. And the other thing I had a problem with is that that many, um, once again, spoilers, that many of these people, um, you know, the only, you know, like, even the Mormon murders, the only way you can keep a secret between two people is if one of them is dead. I just couldn't believe that. How many of those guys were there? There were, like, seven or nine of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. one of those people... They're not all going. They're not going to kill a federal agent. You know, you can get away with killing an Indian woman, a Native American girl. You know, you can get away with that. But if you kill the chief of police on the reservation, two people, and a federal agent, you're all well, going to jail case. no matter right. what. There's there's no way you can cover that up. You know, so um, one of them, one of them would have turned because that's why you know that's how they catch all criminals that are when there's a gang, one, one, one would turn probably they would, half of them would be squealing on the others. They, you know, once that, once those agents showed up there, these people would be saying, what's our chance. I mean, but I'm not complaining about that because it was a very tense, a very, it was a great gunfight scene. So on a movie level, I really liked it, you know, and you know, I thought Graham green was great. And the, actress- yeah, I,
0: I want to shout out Graham green a little bit that, that, man can act i mean he's been in a lot of great good stuff in everything
1: he's in yeah yeah
0: he's yeah. uh he's very honest and uh, i mean i believe i believe him and uh yeah. you know he was even die hard he's one of the die hard films too die hard with yeah. the vengeance i think the third yeah. one
3: he was in the third one which was yeah. the only other good one and right. um i agree so um uh, this was a um you know i really i really liked this film i really liked the writing and i didn't think he was heavy handed with the grief or anything i thought it was I thought it was masterful. It is a very character-driven action film, which is unlike most action films today. You know, I don't want to like set f- go with like
0: Fast and Furious or that's not a, that's a superhero film. So let's just don't. That's okay, not, you think, right, have you
3: seen I think have you I'm seen two. more and more superheroes? Right.
0: Have you seen The Helen High Water or Helen High Water? Yeah, one? I love yes. that. Yeah. Hit, right. That. That's, that's <laughs> seeped in just just that's seeped in the, the 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 economic situation that people are dealing with and it's very yeah. honest and it's very you know it's and again that's right on the nose too i get it i get it and that's why i love I, i'm not saying i don't love this film uh yeah it's i, I just think, want to um, have something yeah. to
4: complain about
0: <laughs> well taylor i mean taylor sheridan
5: himself I'm will kidding. say well, taylor sheridan himself will say i tell simple stories right and, and that that's that's the virtue i want to apologize for stepping away i have some cats and dogs and sometimes you see something About to happen, and you just need to go and say, "Hey, (laughs) make make good choices." I I was
4: spontaneously combusted, and I
2: missed. I apologize for that.
4: See someone spontaneously. Now we didn't
1: see any little. You want to do that once? You want to have a little smoke machine and then walk away and then have a little smoke come up like that would throw
4: me because growing (laughs) up there were various things you always thought you were going to catch on fire because Dick Van Dyke did the stop drop and roll commercial that we had to watch a million times. You always thought that you were going to encounter quicksand a lot more. Than
1: that's true. Ever happens, <laughs> and that it was as going to be a lot deadlier than it really is. And
4: and the third thing is, <laughs> I was sure I would see someone spontaneously combust, and I'm disappointed
0: that we could make that happen. I think I
1: thought- that's <laughs> a <laughs> movie. I mean, that's a Were that's a movie. Them? I can't or- remember
5: the name, of it. that's a horror movie that just came out where people it's start the spontaneously combust. Drummers
1: combusted. are spontaneously oh. combust. Right, and it's Final sound, oh. Right. Oh well. So yeah. There's, of course. All right, there's, <laughs> um, uh. Before there's two. There's two
5: quick things. I'm sorry. There's two quick things I just wanted to say. Um. One one thing that bothered me watching the movie. Uh, is just uh, it didn't ring true. Uh, this uh, woman is running for six miles uh, in barefoot in the snow. Uh, that's a sign of her desperation to save her life. I, I buy all of that. But they say that she died of a pulmonary embolism from breathing in the frozen air and that that becomes spoiler alert part of the climax, part of the justice that Jeremy Renner deals out to the man who raped her and caused her death. And I said to myself, I, is that really a real thing? So I talked to my cousin, the medical examiner, uh, uh, consulting forensic uh, doctor, um, Judy Melanick, a co-author with T.J. Mitchell of the book uh, Aftershock. And she said it's uh, something that bothered her when she watched the movie too, because when you're running blood goes to your extremities, you would not have a pulmonary embolism in that situation. So that kind of uh, no, affected no, my, my no. look at it, but you of course would die from exposure in those conditions. So it's, right. it's kind of a weird specific, but that choice scene specifically, that
0: not to mention he's sitting there talking to Jerry Remmer for 20 minutes. All right. But what's about to happen? Mm-hmm. I'm going right. to let you run. And Jerry Remmer's lungs didn't explode. They're in the same atmosphere. They're in the same well, no, it's not it's well, about
5: it's about exertion. The, the premise of oh, it is that you exercise. Okay. Like, like he didn't he didn't die because he was sitting there without shoes and enough of a coat because he He's was supposed running to have dropped dead because Jeremy Renner made him run away. Okay. In other and words, so that's what's supposed, that supposed
3: environment, to cause it. man, I would always be perfectly safe. Right, <laughs> yeah, if you don't go fast you're fine. Exactly. <laughs> now
5: but the the other a- the other thing that I wanted to talk about, I mentioned this at the beginning. Um, there's a reason that this movie, I mean, I, I watched this movie and I thought this is this is an incredible movie. And like other things that Taylor Sheridan has been involved in, it's going to get Oscar nominations. It should get some awards. I thought Gil Birmingham, especially, he played Martin, uh, Natalie's father. He's the yeah. one who's yeah. sitting down grieving right. with Jeremy Martin. That scene Jim in the Warren, film, Jerry, that Jerry, scene at the good. end was. yeah. I mean, just that. just a beautiful performance. So the way this movie was made, it was an independent movie. It was made, it got into Sundance. Um, The producers of the movie were like, I don't think we're done yet. I don't want it to go to Sundance. And Taylor Sheridan said, no, I want it to go to Sundance because I think we can sell it there. And that's happened before. L.A. Confidential was not supposed to go to the Cannes Film Festival. That's where I happened to see it. It didn't even have credits or anything, but Arnon Milshon is one of the producers. And he said, no, this movie is is good enough. We're going to take it to Cannes. And it became a sensation there. It was incredible. So he goes to um, Sundance and uh, Harvey Weinstein and the Weinstein company buy this movie. Now, that's really good news because Harvey Weinstein is really good at selling movies and marketing movies. And he's also really good at getting movies awards attention. He's gotten awards and Oscars for movies that aren't necessarily that good. And he's gotten attention for wonderful movies that may not have gotten that audience without it. So. Uh the movie is the movie comes out and it's aiming at this sort of uh, awards prestige type of, uh, of world. And then all the truth about Harvey Weinstein comes out. And uh... Uh, what happens is Taylor Sheridan basically went to the leadership at the Weinstein company. This is a very short version and said, um, give me back my movie. Uh, I don't want you to have his name on it. I don't want you to have anything to do with it. And I am aware of what that means in terms of distribution and promotion. And so he took the movie back because he said, "I can't make a movie about what this movie is about, and then have it be promoted and distributed by a man who's been uh, uh, a serial uh, uh, rapist for decades." What? So part of why this movie—like, I, I mean, I honestly, you know, you, you see movies every year and you go, "This is a great performance." This is that Gil Birmingham his performance is unbelievable. Yeah. Like I, I really think that, that that should have been that should have been the award story of the movie. I mean it's just really an incredible performance. But I, I, I find it very moving that the reason that a lot of people may not have seen this movie and it didn't get that attention is because the guy who told the story that needed to be told said, I can't tell this story with this happening with with this reality but well, it was produced deal.
0: by bob we- bob weinstein was well bob
5: weinstein isn't a serial rapist right,
2: so he you may
5: have you may have a name on a- it right oh no he said yeah no listen listen when i when i was i mean i met harvey weinstein at the Cannes film festival and i knew people that worked for him he everybody knew he was a bully i didn't know he was a rapist uh apparently a lot of people did uh and it's not shocking that somebody would get away with things like that but, um, but I just, I think, I think it's both, uh, unfortunate that that happened to this movie, but also wonderful that there are people in the business who would say there are more important things than letting this go forth in this way. Well, it's, so it's a really special movie, I think.
0: Well, and I'm it's, not a big, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Debbie.
6: Principles, You know, you never mm. hardly hear of a good story like that, Drew. And that's good that you brought it to our attention because you usually see how cutthroat, Hollywood is money wise. I've seen it on, on this side, you know, just our small little um, place with Sean being in the business. Sure. And then to really hear somebody that stands on their principles and you don't get the glory and the fame, but man, it's heartwarming when you hear a story like that. I would like. I, that's, that's so wonderful. We'll watch Yellowstone. Yeah. I, I, I
3: want to watch it too. Yeah. yeah. I want
4: to watch that, that too. Makes you want to be in that camp, you know, with
3: that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, right, I'm so what, wasn't okay. able
4: to get You just want to be in the camp because Kevin Costner's in it.
0: Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> I'm in. Real. Let's go.
4: <laughs> me and Kevin <laughs> riding horses I together. man crush.
0: <laughs> All right, what are we going to rate this? Let's rate this thing. Go ahead, John. What do you rate it? John Quattrucci. Quattrucci. Uh, I had my issues with it, but I'll give it to Yippee Uh Well, a brojo. Yeah. Yippee Kaye. Right, Sean, Sean and yippee-ki-yay. Debbie. Yippee-ki-yay. Look at that! I'll here too. Yippee kaiy yeah, all sweet. around. Drew, yeah. Nice job. Listen, nice tough job. subject. Tough subject. Yeah, I'm glad and, you uh, guys. I'm
5: glad you guys watched the movie, and I'm glad that you had uh, such
3: thoughtful yeah. responses to
4: and, it. And, and so thanks for letting me had. share it with you. One thanks question. For bringing this.
3: Sure. One question: Did they really shoot a wolf at the beginning? Yeah, I was wondering about um, that
0: myself. No, they didn't, they didn't kill any mean, animals just, during
5: <laughs> the movie. Yeah, there's no I, way they'd
0: be able. Yeah, to yeah, I mean, it's funny because it's so
4: realistic. Well, unless unless the wolf had to be killed,
0: I mean, there may have been.
5: That they wouldn't be exactly. able to film it.
0: Maybe not. No, they yeah, wouldn't have they filmed would it. I mean, they're, they're trying
5: to shoot wild I mean, his job is to keep uh, predators from killing uh, commercial livestock. Yeah. Right. So that's right. the job. But no, they didn't kill any animals during the movie. At one point, you kind of think maybe is, he, is Jeremy Renner going to lead the rapist up to the lion? That's mountain lions? what I was thinking.
3: To the lions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> they didn't do that. To the lion, they didn't do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. he yeah. said that's their lucky day. I just want to say one more thing that bad guy was literally snidely whiplash with the, you well, know, exactly. the <laughs> exactly. I mean, literally exactly. that's how bad that dude was. And, you know, nobody was yeah. sad to see him get his come up. Yeah. He's a monster. Like, he got what he right. deserved. You well, know, well. it would have been a little, if a little more subtle, but that was just gay, I'm going to tire of the track and that's it. You know, anyway,
1: but you know, Drew to your but, point earlier that what, you know, it was a strange choice for this to about the pulmonary embolism thing, as opposed to just saying exposure, I think it would have been a lot less, of an exciting and you know, they if he'd given them his justice and said, Here, you just got to sit out here and get cold and die, that wouldn't have been as exciting as no, I get. I agree, death. yeah, yeah. So I no, think it's, was it's more, it's more cinematic, absolutely, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it
5: wouldn't have bothered me if Jeremy Renner shot him through the trailer, like oh, yeah.
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, for a second, I thought, I, I was thought was gonna gonna no, no, he was gonna shoot him in the back. He goes, No, they just
1: shoot him, yeah. Getting to that point, too, that they were talking about how cat you or somebody was mentioning how casual they were about you know, killing people and stuff, and yeah, they because when he was talking to um martin martin father. yeah and mm-hmm. and and he said when you find him he's like he's like oh yeah i'll, I'll he I'll said it's taken care of it'll be yeah. immediate you know? well one Look, got I mean,
0: away it's, yeah. a,
5: it's a it's a western yes. and uh, you take Revenge. it all into your own hands i mean elizabeth also not the, a shannon type western i mean the, the federal bureau of investigation <laughs> <laughs> agent says i need your radio to get a helicopter go get him and he'll you know i'm not going to bring him back and she goes i know
0: Go get because uh, mm-hmm. that's what you got to do. We all and wanted because totally everybody. With with and we were like, yeah, we it. Was so evil, we yeah, Exactly. Them. All yeah, right. That was so fine. next week, uh, we're not going to do the wheel because Wojo's no, bringing a special guest on. Yeah. Yes. Wojo, what's his? What's your guest name?
4: Uh, his name is Wyatt McDill He wrote okay. and directed a film what called a "Great Name Three Day <laughs> Weekend,"
2: okay. and
4: his wife will join us too. Her name is Megan Huber, and she was a producer.
2: Will she uh,
3: and, get her
0: own square and, uh, or are they going to be in the same square?
4: I think, uh, I think they're going to be in the same square.
2: Okay. That's oh my ass. God. Here we go. I'll find out. I'm going to get my wife square, on Michelle. this
0: one. I'm going to
4: get Rose on this
2: one.
0: <laughs> that was good. <laughs> oh That's my God. Sign, all right. So we'll do that um, next for the next one. We'll do three days. Exciting day guest. All right. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, uh, it's it's gonna be fun having the filmmaker here to talk about the film. That's yeah, awesome. I,
5: so, before we before we finish, since we're not doing the usual selection for, do you want the wheel of Drew one more time? I just wanna give you that option. if you want me to if you want to spin something before we talk finish about Drew something Drew, else. Drew. I think I think you're <laughs> I think you Drew, talked it, about
0: quite
6: I mean, enough.
5: What more do you need? I'm kidding. one more. more. There's thirty there's thirty one other things I, on the wheel. You, you, you let me But
4: with <laughs> you and Ralph, we never know if you're kidding. <laughs> We don't know <laughs> what's going on. I'll sometime. be honest.
0: I'll be honest. Yep, he confused me true. there. He confused me there. I thought I was <laughs> in I thought he went back. So, all right. Next week, three day weekend. You yeah. guys have a good oh, week.
4: Be square. Stay
0: safe. I can still say stay safe, even though we're slowly getting out of this thing. Everybody, stay safe. Stay healthy. I think Sean and Debbie froze again. Yeah. They did. All right. All right. That's awesome. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a good week. We'll see you next week.